Doing a heter, uh, being matter nether only in front of the person with whom you made the nether, and we bring a story of Tzitzkiyo's nether to Nebuchadnezzar. Then we have a mission of discussing uh, cases that have a noilud, something new happened, but it's not really a noilud. It's noilud, Vishayna noilud. And then we have, uh, that brings us into the sugya of Nigre, uh, Nidre Tos, as well as uh, another sugya of using a Pesach of uh, Kosobat Toira. If you knew it was written in the Torah, would you still have made the nether? And uh, another Mishnah discussing the, using a ksuba as a Pesach for a nether. We begin with a brisa that tells us if someone makes an, uh, a nether hanah from his friend, he's only allowed to be mounted that nether in front of him. The run has different reasons why. Either because if, he, if the guy doesn't know that he was mounted the nether, he'll think that he was, that he's being over. Now, how do we know that? Where's the Makar that you have to do, uh, be matched in Nether in front of him? So, Rabbi Nachman says it's a Pasuk. He was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you made your Nether to Yisrael in Midian. That's where you need to be matched in Nether. How do we know he made a Nether? Uh, the Pasuk says, And Ole is a lotion of Shavu. We see, In the Cheskel, Ole meant a Nether. You see, Ole means a Nether. Also have uh, regarding by Nebuchadnezzar, Nevi'ayomim, Gil made an Ola to Nebuchadnezzar, and the Pasuk says, Vagam Bamelach Nebuchadnezzar, Morad Asher Hishbiyu Bo'alekim. And you see that the Ola that he made was called a Shavua, Hishbiyu. Now in this Pasuk it says that he, he rebelled against the Shavua. What's this rebellion? Um, we see Tzidkiyo caught Nebuchadnezzar eating a live rabbit, something incredibly repulsive. So Nebuchadnezzar says, I want you to swear to me that you're not going to tell anybody about this. So he swore, but at the end, he, Tzidkiyo needed to tell people that this Russia was not uh, honorable, and he was matir his nether, and he told people. And then Nebuchadnezzar heard that people were making fun of his rabbit-eating habits, so he called in Tzidkiyo, and he called in Sanhedrin to fry him. He said, look, Look what, look what Tzidkiyo did. He swore to me and then, that he wouldn't tell anyone, and then he told everyone. So Tzidkiyo said in my defense, I was Mater Neder. So Nebuchadnezzar says, hang on, are you, can you just be Mater Neder? Sanhedrin tells uh, Nebuchadnezzar, well, actually, yes, there's a Paschanatari, you most certainly can. So Nebuchadnezzar probed a little bit. He said, this Hataras Nadarm, does it need to be in front of the person who you made the Neder, or can you do it? even without his presence. So Sanhedrin said, actually, it needs to be in front of him. So Nebuchadnezzar turns to Sanhedrin, he says, you let Tzidkiyo off of his nether, you let him be mounted in nether without me being there. What are you doing? You went against your own halacha. Why didn't you tell Tzidkiyo that you have to be mounted in nether in front of me? Following this event, the Pesach says, Yeshavu, all the tsarists that Nebuchadnezzar caused us began at that point that the Sanhedrin had to sit on the floor uh, instead of standing when they gave their din. And Yitzchak says that the, 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 he removed the cushions from underneath them. That's when all the tsarists began. But over here we see that nether has to be mattered only in front of the person who he made the nether. And the Mishra Mayor tells us, there are some things which are noilad and also not noilad, but the Chachamim don't, don't agree that there's noilad vein and noilad. For example, someone makes a nether. I'm not going to marry this girl because her father is evil. 
And then they tell him, oh, by the way, her father died. Or he did tshuva, he's not evil anymore. Or if he says that he makes a nether on a house because there's a... I'm, not, I'm never going into this house because there's a terrible dog in there, a kalavra, or snakes. And then they tell him that the dog died or that the snake died. So this is a case of a noilod ve'enoinoilod. It's somewhat of a changing of a situation. But the Chachamim don't agree with her mayor. They would say that the nether sticks. Now in the Gemara, we ask, in the case where the guy makes the nether on the house because of the dog, and then the dog dies, how is that not entirely a case of noilod? Now the dog is dead before it was alive. So we have two answers. If Huna says that this is like a case where he made a tenai. I'm not going into the house. I'll tenai that there's a, a, a bad dog in there. Rabbi Yochanan says that the case was actually where the dog was already dead or uh, the girl's father had already done shuva. That's why it's not noted at all. This was the situation when he made the nether as well. So now Rabbi asks a question. See, we learned in, uh, we're going to learn on Samach Vav, uh, the next half, the guy makes a net that he's not going to marry a girl because she's ugly. And turns out she's beautiful. That she's dark. Turns out she's, she's light. White. Um, if that she's short, turns out she's tall. That nether doesn't mean anything and he's allowed to marry her. Not because she became beautiful. Not because she became white. Not because she became tall. It, it's just that that nether was a mistaken nether. The reality was off. Now, according to Rav Huna, so this, this is this Gemara tomorrow. That's a Brysa tomorrow. Now, according to Jeff Hudo, he says that our Brysa was talking about where he made his nether as a tenai on the dog or on the, on the father being a Russia. So tomorrow we have a separate nether talking about a nidre toos. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, he says that we're talking about a case where the father had already died or the dog had already died. The father already did tshuva. That's a case of an Nidre Toys. That's our Brysa. Why would we have another Brysa tomorrow telling us the same thing? And the Ekavah Gemara says, it's Taka Akash on Rabbi So it must be Golak Rafuna. Now we have another Mishnah that says that our mayor tells us something else. If, that we're allowed to let someone off of his nether, we're allowed to give him a Pesach using a Kosov Batoira. We tell him, if you would have known that you, would have been, that you were being over on the Sakum and loisitar, or and you're also being over on loisinase as a chicha bil vavecha. You're over on the haftal vecha kamecha. You're over on the chaya chichimach because if the guy becomes sick, uh, becomes uh, poor, and then you're not going to be able to mefarnis him because you swore him off. You would have known that you'd be over on all of these psukim. Would you still have made the nether if the guy says, oh, "Of course not"? Then your mayor says that. You can let him off of his nether. That's a good enough Pesach. And the Gemara of Huna Barav Katina tells the Rabbanon, why can't this guy say, look, yes, you have all these psukim about taking care of your brother, but who says that's my job? If he gets poor, let the, the, the Gaboy Tzedaka take care of him. Why does that become specifically my job? I'll give money to the Gaboy Tzedaka, which I'm allowed to do even if I give a nether to this specific individual. How is that a Pesach? So the Rabbanan answered that ain't a chanami that Gaboim take care of people who are poor and you'll continue supporting the Gabi Tzedakah who will pass it on. But if this guy is a Korev to you, 
It's your job to take care of him before the Gaboy Tzedakah. It takes a while for the Gaboyim to do their research and to delegate the funds. But the Kravim have the job first, even with the Gaboy Tzedakah at hand. So he'll still be over on these psukim, etc. Now we have another mission that says that a person can get out of his neder using his wife's ksuba. In fact, there was a story where we used this Pesach. What happened? There was a guy who made a neder on his wife and said that his wife can't get any hanaf from him. So she said, okay, give me my ksuba, I'm out of here. And her ksuba was actually 400 dinar. So this guy comes to Rabbi Akiva and says, what, do I have to pay her, her ksuba? And he says, absolutely, pay up. So he turns to Rabbi Akiva and says, look, Rabbi, my father left over 800 dinar to me and my brother. My brother took 400. I only have 400. Wouldn't it be enough if I, if I give her 200 dinar? Rabbi Akiva says, even if you sold the hair on your head, you have to pay up her entire ksuba. The guy is like taken aback and he says, wow, Rabbi, if I would have known that I would have to pay up her ksuba like this in full, I never would have made my nether against her. Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva says, oh, really? That's a Pesach. And he martyred him from the nether. And now he's allowed to give her a no, and he didn't have to pay her proksuba. So the Gemara says, see from the story, this guy got 800 zuz from uh, Yerusha, and he is chayv to give 400 zuz to, uh, towards the ksuba. It's mashma that there's a chiyuv to pay up a ksuba, even, even from metaltalin. But we learned the Gemara and Ksubis and Be'al from the Beis that Metaltalin is not mis- uh, required to be paid towards the Ksuba. By answers that actually what he got from his father was land, Karka, that was worth 800 dinar. The Gemara says, okay, great. So the Yerusha was Karka. But Rabbi also told him that you'd have to sell your hair to pay the Ksuba. Hair is considered metaltalin because anything that is meant to be cut is considered to have already been cut. So his hair is metaltalin, and you see, he's chayv to pay metaltalin for ksuba. I the Gemara says in ksubas that we don't have to pay metaltalin. The Gemara answers that no, no, no. Rabbi Akiva wasn't telling him to sell his, to, to give his hair for the ksuba. He was saying, even if you give up everything that you own for the ksuba and all that you're left with is to sell your hair to buy something to eat, you have to pay up every penny of your ksuba. Mashma from this hair case, from, the, from what Rabbi Akiva was telling him about selling his hair, that we don't leave anything behind when collecting money from somebody. We would take every penny that this guy owns until he's mamish down to eating his, his hair's value. Problem is that we learn in an Erechi and a that we that when you collect from somebody who owes you money, you leave him his klitashmishoy, his, his bed, his tablecloth, his table, and food for 30 days. So why is Rabbi Akiva being mechaiv this guy down to his last penny? So Rabbi Nachmari explains that Rabbi Akiva wasn't telling him that you're actually going to have to pay up that entire value. He was saying that we're not going to tear up the ksuba. The ksuba is not considered paid off. Even if you did sell all your money and you didn't reach 400 zuz, there's no easy way out of this. You have to pay every single penny. You can't get away with 200, uh, 200 dinar instead of 400 dinar. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.